feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. On the Rita Cosby Show, the numbers are coming in, and President Trump has handily won the Iowa caucuses, trouncing the competition in what can only be described as a blowout. Still, numbers are coming in, but boy, I think this was the fastest call for an Iowa caucus in modern times. Uh, The doors literally opened, they went and cast their vote. And almost within minutes, President Trump was declared the clear, clear winner. And now we are still waiting to see some of the numbers coming in. Uh, So far, about 43% of the vote. There are 40 delegates at stake in Iowa. It's proportional. But boy, he handily takes this away. What does it say to you about the state of this race? And is it time for some of the others to bow out? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. So far, here are the latest numbers. Again, with 43% of the vote in, Trump gets 52.8%. Ron DeSantis does better than expected so far. Uh, 20%. Haley, 18.7%. And Vivek Ramaswamy, 7.7%. This is the first contest of the presidential election season where voters get to cast their votes going towards the GOP nomination. This is an enormous night because it kicks off the presidential election season with the first votes actually being cast. Iowa caucuses always leads the way on the GOP side. And tonight, within minutes, President Trump has handily won and beaten the competition. It is a historic victory, a historic blowout. We're waiting to see at this moment how far ahead he will be ultimately. He's hoping he can be over 50 percent because, boy, is that a mandate. He also is hoping, and it looks like this will clearly happen, where it will be at least 13% or more compared to the competition. That would make it the biggest victory when there has been more than one candidate and not an incumbent in modern history. So this would not only be an enormous victory for President Trump and certainly sends a wind in his sails as he continues the nomination, but it also sends a very strong message to the others that number two and three are far, far behind. Is it time for the rest of the field to consolidate and go behind President Trump and take the fight to President Biden? You look at some of the numbers, President Biden just had his worst poll numbers ever coming out just a little bit ago, 33% approval rating. Even lower numbers when voters are asked about how he's doing on the economy, and even lower numbers when they're asked what do they think of how he's handling the border. So there are huge issues at stake. 
And tonight, the people of Iowa saying resoundingly that they believe former President Trump needs to be back at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue to finish the job and to change things dramatically in this country. Um, Responses coming in just in the last few minutes. Uh, Ben Carson, who John Katsimatidis and I spoke to earlier tonight on Katz and Cosby on WABC at 5 o'clock, Ben Carson now saying, quote, Congrats to my good friend, real Donald Trump, on a swift and decisive victory in Iowa tonight. And he says, quote, it's time for the rest of the field to rally around President Trump and focus our efforts on beating Joe Biden or who else, the Dem, whoever else the Dems try to sneak in at the last minute in November. He says, quote, the future of the nation is at stake and Donald Trump is the man for the job. And again, uh, there's word tonight, too. We're seeing a lot of different reports out there that Dr. Ben Carson and one or two others are in the final run-up as potential VP candidates for President Donald Trump. So what is your reaction tonight? What a fast, enormous victory this was for President Donald Trump. Where do you think the race goes from here? And what do you think of these rumors of Dr. Ben Carson as a potential VP? We're also hearing Kirsty Nome, of course, the governor of South Dakota, and a few other names in there as well. But that is a very interesting choice. And boy, what a great life story he has as well. Well, earlier tonight, we heard also from Congressman Jim Jordan, of course, who has been taking the fight to the Biden family And he says Trump is the warrior that America needs right now. Take a listen. Here is Congressman Jim Jordan. The outsider who's shaken that town up and and done things that he told the American people he was going to do is President Trump. That's the guy we need back in there. I I said today at the rally, I said, you know, think of the comparison in four years. We, We literally went from a secure border to no border. We went from safe streets to record levels of crime. We went from $2 gas to $3, $4, $5 gas. And maybe most importantly, we went from stable prices to record inflation. And I haven't even got into foreign policy, where we had in President Trump someone who projected strength and was respected around the world to Joe Biden and and Russia in Ukraine, Hamas and Hezbollah attacking our best friend, the state of Israel. And of course, what China's I mean, so that, that is what this is about. Elections are about a contrast and a comparison and about which side you're going to be. I think it's clear President Trump is the right guy for the job because he did such a great job when he was there before. And if you could have seen some of the other media, uh, some of the mainstream progressive media, if you will, it looked like they were in a morgue tonight when they suddenly had to declare that President Trump won so quickly and so dominating in his fashion. Uh, We saw a number of people on MSNBC saying, oh, this is all about fascism. Can't you just say that maybe America liked the way things were going under President Trump? It wasn't perfect. But boy, look at the economy, look at the border, uh, look at the fact that there were no wars at that time, no new wars, and look at where the world is today. It is a mess in so many ways. But yet, if you listen to folks on the left, they say, oh, no, uh, this is a sign of fascism, they were calling it. This is authoritarianism. That's what they're calling it tonight, as opposed to saying maybe this is a president who cared about protecting America. Meantime, here is Governor Pritzker of Illinois. He's in Iowa, 
And this is what he said before the victory was declared. The American people have a very clear choice this coming November. No matter which version of the Trump MAGA agenda wins tonight, original heels or boots, the platform they are fighting for will cause irreparable harm to this country. As if what we have seen in the last three years is not irreparable harm. You could contend that an open border with about 10 million people coming through and barely any of them vetted, that could be irreparable harm. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. We are also waiting to hear from President Trump. He's expected to give a victory speech in Iowa tonight. As soon as that happens, we're going to bring that to you live uh, so you can hear it right here on the Rita Cosby Show. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Sandra. Sandra, a big night for President Trump. That was a huge win. Yes, it sure was. I'm pumped, Rita. This is the biggest margin of victory in modern history of the Iowa caucus dating back to 1972, and he's the first Republican to get more than 50% support. I'm so happy. Tonight is a great night. It's a huge deal. You know, Elise Stefanik, a possible VP pick, I love, I, I'm, she's to me a rising star. She's saying that she wants to see the other ones, the hopefuls, just, you know, pack it in and, and support this man because we have to fight the other, we have to fight Biden. I heard already that he has a lot of money going forward to uh, run against Donald Trump. So we need all the support we should, we need. I just would like to see, but I know that Ron DeSantis, they had a little tantrum tonight because they feel that we're calling it too soon. And he feels that with time, he's going to do better. No matter how good he does and she does, if you put all those votes together, Trump is still the winner. So why don't they just support this man Let's become unified like the Democrats are and make this happen. Don't you think I'm right, Rita? I I think it's pretty clear that he is so far ahead. I mean, I guess the only thing that's interesting, and I always agree that clearly this this is an enormous one. This is a historic one. So, yes, I don't think they have any chance in beating Trump. What I think they will do typically Usually at this point, even if they lose, which, you know, they're clearly going to lose, the question is who becomes second and third. The fact that DeSantis did a little bit better than expected because he was trailing. He was number three in some of the latest polls. So if he can maybe separate the margin a little bit better from Haley, maybe he can say, well, look, I'm the Trump alternative. But I see them waiting, maybe some of them waiting till at least New Hampshire and then you've got South Carolina. It's not that far away. I mean, New Hampshire is on the 23rd. That's literally next week, right around the corner. So maybe since they've already gone the distance, they'll wait and see. The question, I guess, like a Vivek, what do you do if you're Vivek right now? He is sitting at 7.6%. Um, it would certainly make sense for him to drop out. And I think the others know that that's where it's headed. They just are maybe hoping for some huge victory or something happens in New Hampshire or maybe Nikki Haley because she is doing better in New Hampshire than she is in Iowa. It's also South Carolina's her home state. Remember, she's the former governor. So maybe she will wait at least until South Carolina and then make the decision or DeSantis, uh, hoping that maybe some major upset or major surprise happens. I just don't see it happening. 
but maybe they feel they've come this far at least to give it another contest or two because the window is so close. Typically, they wait a lot of times until Super Tuesday. And that, again, is not that far away, but that's, I think, too far away for donors. I think donors are going to start putting enormous pressure on them uh, even after tonight and certainly let alone after, I think, New Hampshire and South Carolina, which are coming up really soon. So I think I think it's all going to shape in in the next week or two, Sandra. That is my gut because I can't see donors. Who's going to want to spend the money and say, you know, uh, maybe they'll want to make it a two-person race and see where that goes in New Hampshire on a two-person race or in South Carolina on a two-person race? The question is, which person out of that number two and three drops out if it's so close Uh, neither one of them is going to want to be the other person there. Let's go to Darren real quick, line three, in Montreal. Darren, your thoughts. Hi, Hi, Rita. My thoughts are, thank God, Trump. Uh, You know, I hope he wins because our countries are both in trouble if he doesn't. We already have a communist country here with Trudeau, you know. So you're hoping that uh, that Trump can at least change the tide in North America, right? Is that the plan? (laughs) Or protect us at least, you know. Yeah, no, we and, and no listen, army we've, left and we've got issues, by the way, with uh, our northern border, too, just yeah, like you said. It's course. a big issue. Yeah, and uh, Rita, thank God for you, because I don't get any other media on my communist television with the CBC, the corporate broadcasting corporation there, that get $180 million or something, and they don't do nothing but pr- promote their woke views, and I'm sick of listening to it. Thank God for you. Well, and my radio. <laughs> well, I am so glad you're tuning in, Darren. Thank you very, very much. And I just try to tell it like it is and uh, not play the woke game, just play the common sense game. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And this is Rita Cosby. On a big night, Trump trounces the competition at the Iowa caucuses. We're going to continue your calls after the break. The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Trump is definitely celebrating tonight and deservedly so as results just coming in. Right now, we are still waiting for the rest of the full results, but it is clear that President Trump has won the Iowa caucuses, probably with the biggest win ever in modern American history. Prior to this moment, it was 12.8% for Bob Dole. Back in 1988. And right now, President Trump is 30 points ahead of his closest competitor, which is Ron DeSantis, who is doing slightly better than Nikki Haley. Again, not all of the precincts have been reported. There are close to 1,700 precincts in the Iowa caucuses, and about 72% of them are in. Uh, But we are still waiting for a whole bunch more. But the margin is so great that President Trump 
clearly has won and taken it away in enormous historic fashion. What does this mean for the race? Is it time for the others to drop out? And when? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony. Line three. Tony, your thoughts. Oh, hi, Rita Cosby. So it's minus nine degrees in Iowa. (laughs) I have been waiting for this night. And inside the caucuses, your favorite number is 1,000 degrees. It is amazing. So I think what this is telling us, it's a great start to the presidential voting season. And I think the candidates are really saying it's about President Trump. But you know what? It's about our border. They seem to be pretty decisive in what they're looking for, what their priorities are. And I'm hearing the border is the hot topic. The 1,000 degrees is is typically on the border from what I hear. I'm so excited, Rita, because it's really telling us that this group of people in Iowa are saying we need a change. We we cannot tolerate uh, being a rhino Republican. And I think it's really, from what I'm hearing and what I'm feeling, is that it's really making a turn in the whole party. I hope it puts some fire in all the rhinos, because I think when this season continues, if you're not a MAGA Republican, you're going to be on your way out the door. Yeah, I agree. It's a very clear message, and it's a very resounding message. And just as you said, Tony, I mean, boy, it came in fast and furious. And you're right. People are saying, we've heard from exit polls that they're saying the economy, inflation, and the border are the big issues. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And this Back the Blue segment is sponsored by GoyaCares.com because you are a precious gift from God. And boy, is this a powerful story coming from Flagler County, Florida where a woman and child were found just above the water when police arrived on scene. They made a harrowing rescue of a grandmother and baby whose car became partially submerged in a watery ditch. Two deputies found a vehicle that had left the roadway and crashed into a ditch before filling with water. Police said a man was also found dazed and bleeding outside the vehicle, while a woman and a small child were still trapped inside. Deputies, along with firefighters who also arrived to help, were able to successfully reach and enter the vehicle, which was just above the water, so they could retrieve the victims. The baby, who was still in her car seat when they reached the vehicle, was the first to be extracted. The child's head was barely above the water when she was found inside the car. Soon after, they found the child's grandmother, who was bleeding heavily, saying she was in severe pain, but was luckily extracted from the vehicle as well. And the Flagler County Sheriff said, quote, due to the critical actions of these deputies and the fire department, these three people survived this crash adding that it could have had a very different outcome and the tragic start to 2024. 
but instead it was a really remarkable and happy ending. And bravo to the great work of law enforcement and, of course, the fire department. And also a big thank you to Goya Cares, goyacares.com, cares so much about fighting human trafficking and protecting our country, believing that all of us are precious gifts from God. And I always love doing our Back the Blue segment, shining a big light on our great men and women in law enforcement. Well, before the break, Tony was talking about the border, and that is a huge issue. We are hearing tonight from the Iowa caucus, which President Trump handily, handily won. He's expected to speak at any moment, and we will bring that to you live as soon as he does. And the border and protecting our country were really one of the top, top issues, almost tied with the economy and inflation. Uh, Those were the key issues that people were saying, I'm worried about paying my bills, I'm worried about paying my mortgage, and I am very worried about our wide open southern border. And guess what? We should be. If you look at the numbers, uh, it is stunning. And today, President Biden was asked, do you think the border is a crisis? Well, that's an easy answer. Yes, it's been a crisis ever since President Biden lifted Remain in Mexico, which Trump had in place, uh, has had no vetting of these people that are taking over our cities, no control in sight. Many of them said, hey, come back uh, to court for an appearance. It's only seven, eight years away. I mean, this is not a way to secure a country. And clearly, this president is clueless, and he is outright lying when it comes to the border. Listen to what he said earlier today when he was asked, is there a crisis at the border? This is a stunning answer. Take a listen. Mr. President, would you call the situation on the southern border a crisis? No, but I wish they would react. I've been pushing them, my Republican colleagues, since I got in office. I think we have to make some major changes in the border. I've been pushing them. prepared to make significant alterations in the border. Negotiations going on for the last five weeks. I hope we'll get there. And you could just kind of hear him in the background there. Obviously, he was flying in at the time because he was on a vacation, remember? But what he said is, no, I don't believe the border is a crisis. That's an incredible statement. And then he starts blaming the Republicans again, saying, oh, they need to hurry up and act uh, to protect the border. But I wouldn't say it's a crisis, but I do blame the Republicans. This unbelievable spin coming from this president when we all see the images. To me, I just have to use the phrase, it's an outright lie. It is so inconceivable. And it's so inconceivable that even Dean Phillips, he is, of course, the member of Congress who is running against President Biden. You don't hear about it because President Biden is trying to totally shut him out. The DNC is trying to shut him out as they are trying to also shut out Robert F. Kennedy and, and anybody else who is challenging Biden. And there's a number of them that clearly pose a major threat to President Biden, just even on the Democratic side. But listen to Dean Phillips. He was on News Nation over the weekend, and even he conceded that President Biden has done a dismal job and needs to wake up because he says this is clearly hurting Democrats in the polls. Take a listen. 
The other area where I differ with him immensely is our southern border. I've been there twice, Dan. It is an unmitigated, embarrassing, unforgivable disaster. And Democrats, as Cenk said earlier, have to wake up to the truth. The more we ignore it, the more we pave a path for Donald Trump to return to the White House. Because you know what? He's actually listening. And I think it's time that Democrats do. And I'm afraid that President Biden is at a stage where he has lost the ability to legitimately listen. In fact, where is he? I know he probably couldn't be here today, but to tell the country that he will not debate a single time in a Democratic primary of such consequence, that's perhaps the biggest point of differentiation between him, Cenk, Marianne, and me, is showing up. Yeah, he is down in the basement again, and you heard him mumbling and fumbling, as you heard before, and still saying that there's no crisis at the border. That is a shocking, uh, pathetic answer, and the American public deserve the truth. And they deserve action by this president. And over the weekend, Senator Mike Lee said this because it's easy. The president could fix it in the swoop of a pen. Take a listen. We have in place a a massive humanitarian border security crisis. And it's a rule of law crisis. In order to resolve that, all we need is for the president of the United States to exercise the authority that he already has. And he's got more than enough authority, the same authority President Trump had in order to secure the border, and he did. Uh, President Biden could do that, and he should do that. This has reached such crisis proportions, which with 300,000 crossing illegally across our southern border in December alone, that I think it's time for us to tell the government, uh, look, you've got to secure the border or shut it down. Yeah, it is time. And he could do it with executive action and he does not want to do it. That is the sad reality. And guess what? People all over the country understand that and say it is time to have a warrior in the White House who puts America first and American security first. And that's why I think Trump tonight handily did well. They have seen it. The numbers were clearly down when he was in the White House in terms of those crossing the border. They knew they would be deported. They knew Remain in Mexico was in place. They knew that he was building a huge portion of the wall. And they knew that he would protect America. And that's a very different feel than we feel with this president today who won't even admit it is a crisis. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Again, at this hour, 79% of Iowa's caucuses have been called. Uh, Trump still 51% of the vote. Uh, the nearest competitor is Ron DeSantis, 21.2. Nikki Haley, 19.1. And Vivek Ramaswamy, 7.7. So President Trump still close to 30 points ahead of his nearest competitor. Is it time that the others drop out? Is this a mandate and time for the Republican Party to rally around Trump? I think even some of his big detractors, uh, Governor Sununu, Chris Sununu of New Hampshire, who has been very critical of President Trump the other day said, well, if he's the GOP nominee, I'm a Republican and I would vote for him. So even though a lot of them are playing hardball now because he's supporting Nikki Haley or people that are supporting Ron DeSantis, many of them have come and said, yeah, at the end of the day, I would obviously support the GOP nominee. So at some point they will all coalesce. You go back and you think about 2016. Remember all the barbs that were thrown between Ted Cruz and Jeb Bush 
even though they didn't really mend fences uh, with Donald Trump, at least Ted Cruz did, but not Jeb Bush per se. There was a lot of bad blood there. But even Marco Rubio, remember, he and Trump traded a lot of barbs on the debate stage. And guess what? Over the weekend, Marco Rubio, the Florida senator, did not back his governor, Ron DeSantis of Florida. He instead backed Donald Trump for president. That, to me, is a very strong message. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dom in Minnesota. Uh, Dom, your reaction to, to Trump's huge trouncing tonight. Rita, we went, looks like we went from orange man bad to orange is my flavor. So, (laughs) you know, the Trump tangerine is my new favorite fruit. (laughs) (laughs) Clementine or Clementines. Those are pretty good, too. Those are really good. What did you think, Tom? I will tell you, I was, I'm not surprised he won. I am surprised how fast it was called, that it was so clear and so blatant. Um, and some of the numbers even came in from some of the big areas, too, like in Des Moines. And right away, it was like, whoa. I mean, I, I it came in, it was like about a half hour as soon as they started the actual process. That's that's incredible to make a call like that. And believe it or not, I think it was CNN who made the first call. Uh, that's a new one, too, right? <laughs> well, because CNN wanted to make some money because they didn't want to be wrong this time. And, you know, if you, there's a lot of, you know, interviews going on with the Iowan people, voters and caucus goers, and a lot of them seems to think it's not about Trump anymore. It's what they're doing to him and they might do to us uh, when, if we let Democrats into the White House again. So the sentiment is not, it, this has become a lot bigger than Trump because, you know, he has won Iowa like nobody else. Nobody, I think, has won by more than 50 percent. Yeah, no, so, this is enormous. And uh, and an edge over somebody else in a crowded field like this, that is also enormous as well. Yeah. And, you know, three, or four, three out of four voters think that immigration and the economy are important. Over 50 percent of Iowans think education is going to hell in a handbasket. They didn't want to come out and say LGBTQ and all of that stuff, you know, the, the you know, sex change operations, all that stuff. There was a lot of hesitancy in actually coming out and saying that. And they're saying, you know what I mean when I talk about education. We're not learning the three R's anymore. So government is, uh, you know, super overreach and getting out of control. And I don't think DeSantis and, and Haley are really nice people, but I don't think they've got what it takes to get the job done. Trump needs to be there at least for four years. That's the sentiment they had. Yeah. And I think they feel like let him come in, finish the job. Uh, they're also comparing clearly where the world is now compared to where it was. And suddenly you're going, uh, you know what? It looked pretty calm and pretty contained and pretty yeah. respected in the world. I think all of those things matter greatly. Dom, thanks so much. We'll continue your calls after the break, everybody. one 800 It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show.
And when we come back here on the Rita Cosby Show, we are also waiting for President Trump, who is expected to speak about his big victory in Iowa. That's expected at any moment. We're going to bring that to you live, as that is a big deal. And it was a huge trouncing. Uh, Just coming in a few minutes ago, he has handily won the Iowa caucus. It, of course, is the first moment for votes to be cast in the GOP presidential nomination, a very important part. It is the kickoff, typically the one that sort of winnows down the race. Uh, Often candidates drop out if they don't do well. And we're waiting to see who comes in second and third. That is a tight race right now between DeSantis and Haley. Uh, But clearly, President Trump has resoundingly, resoundingly won the Iowa caucus. And it is an enormous, historic victory like never seen before. Let's go real quick to Norman. Line four. Norman, your thoughts. Uh, my thoughts are uh, I'm not getting totally crazy, but it's a it's a good victory. Uh, it's it shows the superiority of paper ballots because I believe they use paper ballots in Iowa. And um, uh, will Haley and DeSantis drop out? No, I don't think they're going to drop out. I think they're going to take it to New Hampshire. And in New Hampshire, they don't all have Republicans voting. They, they, they are crazy. They let the they let independents vote in their primary, which makes no sense to me, the whole concept uh, of a primary. But I think it's a great victory. And uh, concerning uh, President Biden, uh, he will never concede that uh, the border is a mess because uh, he never will concede it. And that's good because let the let the Democrats go as crazy left as they possibly can. Uh, I think that will be victory for uh, Trump. I think yeah, because just let them go crazy. Just let them go as crazy. It's terrible for us, but let them go as crazy as they possibly can because it seems like uh, uh, in the end, Trump will win because of it. Yeah, you know what? It's astounding that he actually says, no, there's no crisis. I mean, we are looking at the images as everybody is. I mean, it takes two seconds. Even Dean Phillips is going, it's an unmitigated, unforgivable disaster. I mean, that's how he described it. He's a Democrat, Norm. I think the border is going to be a huge issue. We saw tonight in exit polls from Iowa that that and the economy are the two really huge issues. Uh, Iowans are hardworking, great people, patriotic people, and they care about this country. Uh, Right before they were casting their votes, they were doing the Pledge of Allegiance, Um, They were also saying a prayer. These are people who care about their families, care about their homes, and care about the country. And I think we're going to see that in many exit polls across the country. The border, and the border was a big issue, Norm, that also brought in Trump, too. Remember, we can't forget in 2016, that was one of the things that also brought him in then, too. Your thoughts, Norm? Uh, My thoughts are... Yes, from your mouth to God's ears, Rita. Uh, yes, uh, that's my my thoughts are. Uh, um, we shall see. Uh, New Hampshire. Uh, I don't know. Uh, New Hampshire is the next big one, and um, if Trump trounces them, trounces Haley and DeSantis in that one, uh, even if he trounces, trounces. Uh, that's true. And Norm, Norm, I got to break in um, because President Trump is speaking right now in Iowa. Let's listen in. Thank the great people of Iowa. Thank you. We love you all. 
What a turnout, what a crowd. And I really think this is time now for everybody, our country, to come together. We want to come together. Uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative, it would be so nice if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out all of the death and destruction that we're witnessing. That's practically never been like this. It's uh, just so important. And I want to make that a very big part of our message. We're going to come together. It's going to happen soon, too. It's going to happen soon. I want to thank uh, some of the great people. We have so many senators. If I go through every name, we'll be here all night, and everybody's going to get angry at me. But the senators, the congressmen from Washington, they came down from all different states. I want to thank you very much. I want to congratulate Ron and Nikki for having a, a, good, a good time together. We're all having a good time together. And uh, I think they both actually did very well. I really do. I think they both did very well. We don't even know what the outcome of second place is. And uh, I see Gary Lake. Congratulations, Gary. I spotted her, I have to announce, because she's terrific. She's going to be a senator, a great senator, I predict, right? Going to be a great senator. And uh, I also want to congratulate Vivek, because he did a hell of a job. He came from uh, zero, and he's uh, got a big percent, probably 8%, almost 8%, and that's an amazing job. They all did. They're all very smart, very smart people, very capable people. I think most importantly, I want to thank my incredible wife, uh, First Lady, I'll say former and maybe future. But more important than Melania, I want to thank her incredible, beautiful mother who passed away a few days ago. And she's up there, way up there. She's looking down and she's so proud of us. And I just want to say to Amalia, you are special, one of the most special people I've ever known. And uh, that was a tough period of time for the family. But she, uh, she's amazing. She was amazing. So I just want to thank what she's done for our family and her husband, who's home right now and very lonely. He's a lonely man, but he's going to be okay. Victor, they're great people, great, uh, great parents to all of us, really. I mean, great parents, but also to Baron. Boy, did she take care of Baron. That's how he got so tall. He only ate her food. <laughs> and I want to thank my family generally, uh, They've worked so hard and they've taken so much. And you have been listening to President Trump with his victory speech. We're going to continue that into the next hour. Again, President Trump handily winning the Iowa caucus. A huge night.